and welcome everybody to Geeking Podic Podcast Channel. I'm one of your hosts, Larry Roberts. Uh, this stormtrooper back from the dead over here to my <laughs> right is none other than Megan Guess. And we're here to talk about Star Wars Ahsoka, episode six, Far, Far Away. Yep. Man, a lot, a lot to talk about with yeah. this episode. It was very involved. <laughs> That's we a can great say. word for it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to say it was great. I'm not going to say it was bad. It was involved. There was a lot that happened in this episode. Um, Man, yeah, we saw after the last episode being a flashback going yes. backwards looking, this one sees us moving forward at last. We had some big reveals in this one. We did. Yeah. How did you feel about it overall? Um, I enjoyed it. Yeah. There, some highs, some lows. Yeah. Yeah. We'll get I, into, so... I, I, yeah. You know, maybe like an average episode. We'll see. Average, yeah. Hmm. And it's interesting that this episode of all of them would be considered average given that this revealed so much. Right. Yeah. I, I, maybe I, it's just because it's so much to unpack still where I'm still digesting everything. Sure. To really comprehend everything that happened in this episode. Yeah, I think, I, I think I'm on the same page with you when okay. it comes to that. In these uh, discussions about Ahsoka, we'll give you a quick fairly quick generalization of the plot and you know just recap what happened mm -hmm. and then we get into our perceived highlights and lowlights and then we'll get into some theories and stuff that's usually kind of the fun yeah, part that's of the it fun part. That's and like. <laughs> but before we go any further aside from telling all of you that we thank you so much for all of your support we had a lot of really good response to the last that's episode one. yeah that it took off so that was great we love to see uh, all those likes, all those views and comments and everything. Keep them coming. But for those that are new to this, if this is the first time you are listening to us talk about this, we have spoilers. We are going to talk about everything. So if you're not caught up on the show, then I suggest you do not listen to what we're talking about. Uh, do not proceed. Back up. Yeah, exactly. Just back it up. <laughs> Back it up and uh, come back to us later, okay? Now, with that being said, uh, yeah, let's get into the episode okay. far, far away. So the episode starts out with Ahsoka and Hu Yang traveling through hyperspace in their ship inside the mouth of a pergol whale. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's... It's something to see there. That's pretty cool, actually. <laughs> they start talking about Sabine and, of course, Ahsoka is very upset with Sabine and... She can only see it one way, as Ahsoka tends to do, that she's like, oh, she betrayed us and she sided with the enemy and all this. And Hu Yang's like, eh, I don't think it was quite that simple. Yeah, exactly. I think there was more to it than that. And, you know, Boy, I hope so. The whole is thing of being inside these pergil whales and stuff brings them to talking about the tales that Hu Yang used to tell all the younglings back in the day at the mm -hmm. Jedi Temple and stuff. And uh, because Ahsoka doesn't like being questioned or told that maybe her view on things is wrong and all that stuff, she tells Hu Yang, well, why don't you tell me one of these old tales of yours after all? And it was super cool getting to hear David Tennant say, a long time ago in a galaxy far, far <laughs> away, 
that was like some uh, that's a nice little touch. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's when you insert the meme of Leonardo DiCaprio pointing, being like, "There that's it is." It, that's that's it. I know that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And that is all we see of those two characters for the episode. That's it for Ahsoka. Yeah, and that's, that's it. it. Thank and then folks. we're done. No. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, elsewhere, uh, Morgan Elsbeth, Balin Skull, Shin Hady, and Sabine are aboard the Eye of Cyan, and they are just now arriving to their destination, which is the planet of Peridia. Now, Peridia, we find out, is the ancient homeworld of Elsbeth's people, known as the Death Mary. They end up being greeted by the great mothers Mm -hmm. the three great mothers yeah the three great mothers and uh it's funny when shin is like oh my god more witches (laughs) like you could tell that shin you know shin has been coming along this ride the whole time trying to be like the good uh apprentice and everything but she's just sort of like constantly wide-eyed and like what are we doing (laughs) what What are we in game here what is what are we doing here now there's a bunch of witches we're in a completely different galaxy you brought sabine wren along for some weird reason like she's trying to be the good apprentice and stuff and balance just sort of like chill you know like i've got i've got a plan time will show us yeah we get to meet the great mothers and we get to hear from elsbeth a backstory about her people talking about the night sisters a positive about this episode is they did go to a little bit of extra lengths to explain things throughout this episode yeah we needed it and yeah this whole different universe we need it (laughs) oh my gosh so even for people like us that are up fairly up on stuff and on the extended universe kind of stuff like there's a lot to take in here so anyway we got to hear the backstory about the night sisters and then we also get to see that these witches are none too pleased that sabine wren has been brought along no they smell a jedi which is weird because they didn't smell the, the other je- two right i yeah I like, why didn't that stand why just sabine i don't know maybe because she had been so recently you know with ahsoka and had been training I in guess Jedi she doesn't ways. even have power. Well, we don't know. We don't know that. She hasn't been able to tap into those powers, but I does guess. that mean she doesn't have them? We don't know that. And I have a feeling they're building up to that, yeah. you know. So I'll tell. <clears throat> yeah. Got to know. Wait, be patient. It will show. Yeah, ex- exactly. So speaking of waiting, they're 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 waiting for Grand Admiral Thrawn's arrival. Balin Skull in the meantime is telling Shin uh his belief that the fall of the Jedi and the rise of the Empire are just all part of this inevitable cycle. And that we talked about that in the past episodes, mm-hmm. that that's, that's been the problem here and that we suspected that was what his big problem was from the other things he said was that it's like, man, nothing ever changes. And I think that this hints a lot at Balin's character even more is mm-hmm. that so he's not a dark Jedi. He's not he's not uh, Darth Maul. He's not Darth Sidious. He's not something like that. Mm-hmm. This is a disillusioned Jedi. If anything, he's actually very faithful to the original concept of yes, Jedis. Very. And he feels that the Jedi got lost failed yeah they lost their way and they got too tangled up in all this stuff and this constant back and forth with here comes the empire and the jedi and the empire and the jedi just like cyclical over and over again which is what we thought all this time is like he's he's not bad no 
Exactly. Technically, he's not 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 exactly good. He's not exactly good. He'll do some non Jedi stuff, you know what I mean? But he gets his in game. Yeah, but he's not in his heart. I don't think he's bad. And it's it's going to be interesting to see how they're. It's a complicated character. Right. And And I love it. Yeah. And and Ray plays plays it great. Such a shame he's not around anymore. I mean, it was a shame anyway, but now that we're seeing how this character's developing. I want more of it. I know. I know. Yeah, it's it's a real bummer that he's gone. This this whole cycle of back and forth with the Jedi falling and the Empire rising and so on and so forth is a cycle that Balin is hoping to break. Shin shows that she's really eager to like get that power that you were talking about. Like you could see that like, do we have power now? Do we yeah, have power now? Yeah, do we have power? Like, she wants to be powerful. And again, that hints to me that it's like, oh, we're going to have a problem. Yeah. We're going to have a problem with these two because I think she's being led in her mind to believe they're after something that he's not after. Right. And I think we're going to run into a problem with that. You're like, this is it? No. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, because Skull basically indicates to her that, you know, he's he's more specifically looking to, in not so few words, to sort of right past wrongs mm-hmm. and to seek a new beginning. Yes. And, and that's kind of what he's after. So yeah, anyway, it'll be interesting to see how that's going to play out with those two specifically. Yeah, we have some theories we'll get to. Yes, we will. <laughs> so at last we get to see a really amazing scene as Sabine is in her cell desperately trying to use the force to get her way out and starts to rumble but it is unfortunately Sabine it's not you having you know force powers it is the arrival of Grand Admiral Thrawn and his ship mm-hmm. it was really cool getting to see the scale of it over the uh, Death Mary temple and all that stuff like that was impressive it was yeah it looked a little um, what? sexy oh <laughs> It looked sexy. Okay. Not, it looked a little, yeah. Okay. <laughs> the tower was one thing, and oh, he was I see a ship on top. You have yeah. a dirty mind, man. <laughs> I was like, wait, is that what that is? Oh my gosh! <laughs> little things at the bottom. I'm I'm so pathetic because all <laughs> I could think of was that it reminded me of my my uh, Hasbro uh, fleet series ships where where it came with that stand that attaches to the bottom. <laughs> really? Because I was like, wow, it's cool. It looks like looks my like toy that goes on to stand and. We, we no, have very, where I went. very different mindsets on that. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, Thrawn shows up in the Chimera, and at first he seems pretty pleased to be back, and he's pleased that Morgan Elsbeth and the grand, uh, the Great Mothers have done their job and all this stuff. He's He seems like he's pretty jazzed about it. However, he starts to realize that things aren't going completely... Yeah, they didn't foresee something yeah going to plan because he was not expecting her to show up with sabine wren of all people in tow i know i'm kind of excited about where that could go Uh, which we'll get into yeah well it's also exciting anytime that you see the master tech you know tactician not foreseeing right yeah there's loose threads as they put it where it's like i wasn't expecting that loose thread to be here and then when he's questioning well why is she here? And then he comes to find out that there are two Jedis, for the lack of, uh, you know, a, a better, better term. Word, yeah. yeah. In Balin Skull and Shin Haiti are there. And I love, and it just, 
it just uh, the thing that I got a kick out of with this I want to bring up here is that Morgan Elsbeth she tries so hard to be like I am so wise and badass and all this stuff and in her own ways she is but at the same time she shows herself to be really naive and really not aware of a lot of things because I love that she just introduces them like oh these are my mercenaries and Thrawn's immediately like um they're not those are not that. mercenaries. That is General Balin Skull from the Jedi Order. <laughs> like, did you not know this? Like, you know, Elspeth, did you not realize you were bringing a Jedi in it? You know, and oh, well, you know, of course, Balin's like, oh, well, that's, you know, that those are old days. I'm not that anymore. And Thrawn, Thrawn is wise enough. He's been around. This is what He's he... Like, uh. Yeah, and you could see his little brain working yeah. in the scenes. Like, mm. Exactly, he knows no, take enough. Take this for a little later. Gathering right. more information. Right, he knows enough to go. You like, yeah, okay. It isn't. It isn't that easy. You yeah. don't just like stop being a Jedi just like that. You know what I mean? Like, you know, the idea of putting all your trust into these these two and just being like, oh yeah, it's fine. You know, they, they're Jedi, but they're not real Jedi. And it's like, oh yeah, okay. We also see that Thrawn has like this whole battalion. Yeah, that was crazy. Of troops. And what is really interesting is as you're looking at these troops, you're like, okay. Quite right. Yeah, exactly. They they don't look quite right. First of all, they all look very battered and worn and like- So they, does he. <laughs> well, so does he. Yeah. And granted, you know, they the he's not been in his normal universe, you know, his normal galaxy. He went through that whole battle, all that stuff. We don't know what all they've been through. But we also see that all these troopers are like bound with all this like red cloth and everything. Mm -hmm. And it's like, hmm, that And they looks... have the gold pieces on them, kind of like a ship, which is the Japanese thing. Right. It's interesting. Yeah. yeah when they showed the chimera that you could see part of the ship where the Pergil had, uh, had damaged it from the end of Rebels. And now it's been built up with this gold. And it's all kind of in line with the whole witch night sisters thing. So right off the bat, you're looking at them going, something's a little weird here. I bet they're like Merrick. Yeah, we're going to get into that because I have a whole theory about about Merrick and these characters. Oh, okay. Now and stuff and what that's all about because we meet a new character, a new right hand character guy. Uh, named Enoch mm -hmm. and Enoch has uh, a gold very Japanese style like gold faceplate over his stormtrooper garb his helmet and everything just a very different looking we've never seen a character like mm -hmm. this that was very cool going back into religious history Enoch was a character that had been sent up to heaven supposedly it was the, the theories that he was brought into heaven and he never actually died right he's kind of undead he's kind of an undead sort of thing which I think is a major hint yes Thrawn announces as he greets Sabine and everything he announces that you know what I know you made this deal with Sabine that you were gonna she was gonna be able to go and find Ezra Bridger um yeah, yeah let her go let her go I was like we're just going to let her go. He gives her a wolfhound to ride known as a howler, which is very rebels to, to <laughs> have this kind rebels. of. 
Transportation. Thing. Yeah, Dave Filoni loves his wolves and sure everything. Does. So gives her a howler, gives her her weapons, including her lightsaber, yeah. gives her a pathfinder device and all this stuff and says... Last coordinates for they know of Ezra. Right, yeah. Tells her, this is the last thing we knew about him, so good luck, you know, go out there. Sabine is like, oh, okay, I guess you're just going to let me go. All right, see ya. Oh, okay. Oh, Sabine. So <laughs> she's barely gone, and uh, Thrawn basically indicates that it's like, all right, you know, Shin and Balin, you guys go follow her. And uh, when you find she's her. She's the bait. Yeah, she's a bait. You know, when you find her, kill her and kill, kill Ezra. Ezra. Yep. And first off, Shin's like, wait a minute. I thought you, you know, you're a man of your word. You're, you're going to go back on your word, she's saying to her master and everything. And he's just like, well, he doesn't even really get to say anything. Thrawn kind of speaks for him and is like, well, he's not really going back on his word. It's just kind of. Yeah, they're reunited. Yeah, he's, he let her grow easily, you know, but he never said he wasn't going to kill her kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And you can see it's written all over Balin's face as they walk away. Balin's just like oh man, like I don't feel good about this. Like Balin has, I, in my opinion, he has no plans whatsoever to kill Ezra and Sabine, especially Ezra. I don't think that's his game plan at all. I, I don't either because I believe Balin has his own plans for Ezra. He's, he's, he's very aware of Ezra and he, at one point he even says that he's, you know, he is a Jedi, albeit a Balkan, a Balkan Jedi, Jedi yeah. he calls him, which is kind of a slang term for basically, he's like a Jedi that trained out in the wild. He wasn't properly trained in the Jedi Temple and all that kind of stuff. So he's sort of like a wild Jedi, but you know, no, no less a Jedi. I mean, still powerful. Yeah, exactly. And still with his own usefulness, possibly to Balin Skull. In Ezra's own way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So anyway, uh, Sabine sets out and pretty very narrowly escapes an ambush from a bunch of bandits, a bunch of cool looking, again, so much Japanese styled motif in this with those red, those red and black bandits and, and everything mm -hmm. in there. She barely fights them off. Uh, she gets to show off some of her limited but still effective lightsaber skills yeah meanwhile the howler took off on her yeah the howler took off and everything and then we get a pretty funny scene where afterwards the howler's back and trying to follow her and she's yelling at him saying <laughs> you abandoned me you need to get out of here and the poor howler's like oh i didn't mean it you know, <laughs> i'm sorry yeah <laughs> she pretty quickly gives in and forgives him and uh they set off once again and he ends up leading her to an area where he's able to get some water as they're getting water he starts growling and sniffing around and, he, and she's worried maybe it's more bandits or whatever and we come to find out that all these rocks that they're surrounded by there's just like a whole bunch of rocks on the ground are not actually rocks it is another species that we've never seen before called the noti they're turtle turtles yeah <laughs> they're 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 kind of like a cross between like hermit crabs and mm -hmm. turtles and but they're not quite turtly enough to be <laughs> to be in the turtle club but anyway first they're kind of like freaked out by each other but they notice after not too long that they are both wearing similar symbols because this little noti turtle guy shows that he has a rebel symbol on his clothing just like Sabine has on her armor. Mm -hmm. And she realizes that they're the There's only, only one way, way you can get that. Yeah. The only way they could be familiar with that symbol is they must know Ezra. 
So she implores them to take me to your leader, so to speak, <laughs> take me to your village. And they lead her to their village and everything. And she's looking around and doesn't see anything until suddenly there's a voice from behind her. And we at long last get to see Ezra Bridger in the flesh. Were you excited about that? I, at first, I wasn't for sure if it was him. I was like, is this really, really him? No. He looks, he looks so different. He's got the longer hair and the, and beard, the beard and all that. So. But what's interesting about that is he does look different, obviously older. Right. A considerable amount of time has passed. But if you go back to Rebels uh -huh. and you remember the pictures the, the, his parents. The, of him with his parents, they basically designed older Ezra to look a lot like his father. Yeah, that's nice. That's so a nice little touch there. That was, yeah, that was pretty cool. They're very happy to see each other and they embrace like old friends and stuff. But Sabine ends up being very coy and tight-lipped when he's asking her to like tell him more about like what's going on and how'd you get here she decides not right now yeah she talk. just wants to bask in being happy that she found him and she doesn't want to talk Thrawn's <laughs> here you don't have time for this I exactly <laughs> so but we'll get into that again in a minute <laughs> meanwhile uh, Skull and Shin have been tracking Ren and uh, Skull is telling Shin about how he senses that there's a greater power there I know and maybe that power is why the Night Sisters and Thrawn and them are so desperate to get away from that planet and get out of that system, because there's obviously something that's driving them away. Uh-huh, that scares them. We don't find out what it is, although there are theories about what uh, in, it could be. Oh, that'd be exciting. Yeah, exactly. Lastly, we get to see that the Night Sisters are informing Thrawn and Elsbeth that a Jedi is on the way. It's like, wait, now we see something else we didn't see before. Right. Ah. <laughs> yeah. And again, Thrawn is not happy about this because he was like, oh, yeah, I, I thought you said you killed Ahsoka Tano because I'm pretty sure that's who's after us. Uh -huh. And once again, Elsbeth is just showing herself to not be as swift Astute. and wise and everything as she thinks she is. He says, all right, well, I, first of all, I need you, Elsbeth, to get me all the data you can on Ahsoka Tano because that's what Thrawn does. He's this tactician. He uses people's past and their, their roots history, and their yep. history and all these and the, how their people are and all that. He uses that as a means of figuring out how to get to them and how to expose Destroy them. Right, expose their weaknesses and stuff. Lastly, he instructs the Night Sisters that he is going to need more of their dark magic as they have a limited number of troops and everything and he's going to need their dark magic once more and we see these troops loading what looks like caskets mm -hmm. onto ships and looking very ominous. That is pretty much the end of the episode. <sighs> a lot to talk about with our highlights and our lowlights. <laughs> so let's get into that. All right, so real quickly, let's get into some highlights. Uh, first off, I mean, the obvious highlights is it's great to finally get to see in the flesh Ezra Bridger and Grand Admiral Thrawn. That's pretty exciting. We've waited 
so long for this. I mean, <laughs> all season well, and no, before that, where they talked say, about it and teased us about it. Right. I mean, we didn't even know we were going to get Thrawn until we had that Ahsoka episode in season two of The Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Ezra, who knew? I mean, we never knew that Ezra was going to be something they would bring into the, the real films and TV shows and stuff like that, right. and whether it would just be left animated. Of course, the, the casting, I'm happy with the casting for Ezra. I think he's he's great. He's, yeah. He's, he still seems kind of a little aloof. He's very Ezra, <laughs> but, he's, but he's older. I can't wait to go home. Yeah, like, ex- yeah. How do you think she got here, dude? Yeah. <laughs> she didn't just arrive in a ship. She freaking walked here. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And of Ezra. <laughs> and seeing Lars Mikkelsen playing, you know, Thrawn is perfect. You know? Yeah, and he's, he's the original voice of him. Original voice. He's playing it a little different. And mm-hmm. I read that he said I wanted to play it a little bit different because some of the things that I did on the cartoon just didn't translate into live action. Okay. I respect that. I think it makes sense. He's got a little pot belly. <laughs> oh yeah, well it's been it's been some time, you know. He's got the dad bod going on. Yeah, well, and it's been how many years, you yeah. know? I really so, didn't think we were going to get these guys to the very end. No, yeah, they they uh, they sprung them on us, and it makes me very curious what we're going to get in the next two episodes, man. If they're already showing us that, uh, we only have two more episodes. There's there's a lot to get into yet. So now I did hear uh, today that supposedly. Ahsoka season two already has been filming. Oh, really? Yeah, that oh, it, that that's it's cool. that it's been filming for a little while now and stuff. So there is, I'm I'm almost certain there is going to be a season two because I know they kept talking about Floney's movie. He's going to have a mm-hmm. movie, and I'm like, oh man, I don't want to have to wait for the damn movie. <laughs> you know, that's what we had happen with the whole WandaVision waiting for Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness thing. There was too much time. Time in between, especially with the writer's strike and everything. Yes. It's going to be forever. Exactly. So I'm I'm really hoping that they have already gotten a lot done so that the sooner they can get us the next parts of this, the better, because I know they can't help it. I know they have to space it out. There's all sorts of reasons for that. And then writer strikes and stuff, of Mm -hmm. course, notwithstanding. Um, But I really think they hurt themselves when they drag it out too long. Yeah, I agree. I'm very intrigued with how they keep furthering the Balin Skull character. And really loving and every bit of this. I just give me more. And again, I know we're just theorizing about what it is he's after, but I like the fact that he is not just uh, a black or white, good or bad character, because there's a lot of things that he's saying so far. There's things about him where I, I'm kind of like, uh, you know, yeah, he's still technically a bad guy right now. Like right now, for all practical purposes, <laughs> he's a bad guy. He's a foe. He's an adversary, but a lot of what he's saying makes sense. Is too. making a lot of sense. Now, whether or not what he's after is actually a good thing or not, because, well, we've learned that sometimes the, the things that some of these Jedi's want to do, even when they have the best of intentions, end up having completely opposite effects. Right. So, We'll see, but I'm very, very interested in that. Mm-hmm. Again, very interested in where they're going to go with he and Shin. Shin. They brought up the whole thing. There was the one line when he, when Shin's questioning and saying, when he's talking about Ezra and she's like, oh, he's like me then. No, no. <laughs> right. Doesn't he say, he says something about like you were. I've, it's like, I trained you to be something more. That's it. Right. More. I was like, hmm. 
in what respect? What is this about? Yeah, what are we exactly, training for? Exactly. So. We'll get into that in a yeah. minute. And then lastly, in, for, in terms of highlights, I, I love that they're introducing new characters and new creatures. Enoch and, and that whole thing is really cool because, again, we've had so many troopers, so many bad guys, and then we get this whole new, like, take on it. Yeah. It's like, oh, wow, okay, and that's creepy, too. He's kind of creepy, isn't he? <laughs> yeah, yeah, with his whole die well thing that he tells <laughs> Sabine. I was, I, I got a kick out of that. I love that. I love the howler. You know? I love the howler. Yeah, the howler. Was I really want cute. a howler. <laughs> of course you do. <laughs> I love the noty, you know, I love the... I was, eh, I think they're cute. Give or take them. I like them, and I think they're perfect to be creatures that would be teamed up with Ezra because as we saw from Ezra on Rebels he loves nature he yes. loves creatures he's that this makes is, sense this is the guy that was always he was not only wolves and stuff but loathe cats uh -huh. and anytime there was any kind of like net thing with nature he always seemed to be like in tune with it yes being from Lothal and everything he all right was, yeah that makes sense he's kind of a nature jedi he's sort of a hippie jedi at, at heart <laughs> you know what i mean so to be with this like traveling commune of creatures it like it makes perfect sense for him all right i didn't think about it that way but you're right and it's certainly a damn sight better than him going and teaming up with people like darth maul like he did on Rebels and do, going that route. Right. It's like, I'd rather... Fucking Ezra! I know. I'd rather see that he went and teamed up with a bunch of, like, turtley creatures than... Teenage than, Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah, going... Yeah, I'd rather see him team up with, you know, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles than with Darth Shredder. You know what I mean? Like, because he had that tendency at one point. Yeah. And I'm hoping he's beyond that now. All right, yeah. Okay, I'm with you there. Yeah. And then the same with getting to see uh, these new planets and stuff and, and the, oh, and the yeah. Night Sisters. All that, it's it's really cool to see something different. You know, I, I love when Star Wars introduces new stuff. Now, sometimes they introduce new things that are more familiar to us and it doesn't always work like the stupid... 50s diner and Attack of the Clones that Obi-Wan goes to. It's like, oh, come on, man. That's just corny and silly. Yeah, yeah I love this planet that they're on. Right. And that it's, it's ring around it are where the purge will go to die and it's all dead bodies. Yeah. That that was very interesting. And the whole planet is, is death basically. Right. Is what they call it. It's kind of a dead planet and it's it's got this like dead energy to it and stuff, which... Yeah. It has a lot to do with some of the other things that yeah. we're theorizing about and stuff. But the one thing on that note, if we let's jump into the low lights now. Okay. The one thing on that note that I'm I'm not I don't I can't say I hate it or I dislike it. I'm just a little taken out of things with is that so much of this stuff they're doing in this season, it's so reminiscent of other properties it's so especially not least of which of course and we've talked about it before lord of the rings yeah i mean there's are. so many parallels there i mean eye of scion eye of sauron you know like gandalf the white and ahsoka the, the white and just there's so many things here that you can draw really close parallels between to the point where it almost seems like plagiarism. Yeah, it's a ripoff. <laughs> and, you know, Star Wars has always had that. I know there's people that are going to argue they're listening right now and going, no, oh, but, you know, Lucas always did that and he 
he borrowed this from Kurosawa and he borrowed this from Dune and not this uh, close. But I feel like this is just like so on the nose that at times it's taking me out of it. And when I'm looking at this, when I'm looking at Peridia and I'm looking at the Night Sisters Tower <laughs> and everything, and I'm just like, this looks like Mordor. Right? It looks just <laughs> like Mordor. Like it's, uh, yeah, things like that. It's not ruining it for me. I just hope that as we only have a couple more episodes and then possibly another season, I just hope we don't get overwhelmed with too much of this. Uh, another thing I want to bring up is, because we've talked about it as we were talking about the episode, Sabine. <laughs> I know Sabine has certain things about her character and they're trying to stay true to that, but I also feel like they're making Sabine seem a little too naive. and Reckless. Reckless and just like not putting enough deep thought into things. Yeah. I understand the idea of being like, I'm so happy to see Ezra. I don't want to literally go running up to him with like arms flailing and being like, oh my God, there's all this <laughs> stuff going on and you missed it and blah, blah, blah. But don't you think that there would be some kind of like urgency there to be like, hey, like, oh, I'm so happy to find you, but listen, like we are not safe. Your little turtle friends and everything here are not safe because Thrawn is here. You know, we've got possible dark Jedis here. You know, all this stuff is going on. You don't even know about what happened with the whole Darth Vader thing and all that <laughs> stuff. Like, there's so much to tell him about. And it's just sort of like, yeah, I don't really feel like talking about it right now. It's like, oh, God. It's At least Ezra had the sense. It's like, we need to pack up and go. You found me. We, we got to go. Yeah. So. Yeah. And it just. By some time. And I just feel like, but I just feel like they're they're making Sabine too. And I complained about this a couple episodes ago with the whole thing with the star map. I feel like they're making her just too, like Ezra, one track mind. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They're making, Ezra and Rebels. She took his place. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So and a I, couple episodes when you weren't here, I was like, ah, Ezra moments. Stop, <laughs> Sabine. Right. Yeah. It's sort of yeah, exactly. How many times do I go? Oh fucking Ezra. I know. Now it's ah, uh, Sabine. Yeah. Right? And now we've got Ezra back, so we might be going ah, uh, the both of them. <laughs> well, we did that too. We're yeah. rebels, so. Yeah, exactly. So, I, I just, I don't know. I'm not sure how I'm feeling about that. I'm really hoping they redeem that before the season is over. I, I'm not so sure. Yeah. And there's some theories that she might, so. I get really bothered by some of these convenient plot tropes when they have it where characters could easily and logically say something and bring something up or point something out but no they don't do that because then we can't have this problem that we want to focus <laughs> on we can't have furtherment of that so that they wind up in a pickle and everything and it, i just i get so tired of that with writers i'm like come up with another way to do this like it's so but it's so accurate that's how humans are <sighs> yeah but i don't know if they're that obvious sometimes you know what i mean like sometimes it's just too conveniently done in these series but yeah i mean it, it's it's a minor 
gripe. It's not like this is ruining the show for me, <laughs> but there's just times. And in this episode, there were a few times where I was like, why doesn't somebody say something about, you know, anyway. Because that's human nature. Yeah, Larry. I suppose. Even out in the galaxies yes, far, we far away. We will never change. Yeah, I suppose you're right. Well, anyway, we're yapping, yapping. Yeah, we let's need talk to, theories. Come on, I'm dying. Up, so let's get into theories. I have a few theories here. I, I don't think the first theory I'll start off with. I don't think it's that big of a theory because I think most people are on the same page with this, and it seems pretty obvious. Um, I believe that Enoch and all those troops and all that stuff, and uh, Thrawn needing them to use needing the witches to use their dark magic once again. Mm-hmm. I think they're all zombies. Yep. I think they're zombie stormtroopers. I think we have actual zombies in the Star Wars universe. Mm-hmm. That's what Merrick was. Yeah. He was brought back to life. Yes, exactly. And, and they're th- just like Merrick. Right, yeah, I think that's why he just turned into space dust. Mm-hmm. He wasn't like exactly a normal, why. normal person that would get hit with a lightsaber and then slump over or whatever. Like, yeah, they're, they're not really alive and that's why we saw those troops not only wrapped up in those bandages and stuff, it's some kind of like binding thing that the witches use and we saw that the animated series when we saw the witches because we saw them doing similar things when they were working on uh darth maul when they saved him and all that kind of stuff Mm -hmm. we saw them use the bandages we saw them use that magic and i think that's what we have here Mm -hmm. and i think that's super cool yes like i'm down because my first thought when I first saw all those troops there with Thrawn is I was like really because if I was one of those troops I'd be sort of like bro you got us taken into a whole nother galaxy we're like far away from home and we're still supposed to be loyal to you like, like <laughs> I was wondering like where the hell do you get all these troops from right exactly in the middle of nowhere exactly so the idea that they're like basically like hordes of uh, you know zombie uh, troops and stuff it was creepy yeah and I I like that it adds a creepy element to it it was really cool so I I dig that but Mm -hmm. yeah I think everybody pretty much is on the same page with yeah they give us enough hints with that a a lot of the theorizing is going to be based around here around Balin Skull yes there's that scene towards the end that we talked about where he's saying to Shin that he feels like a really strong presence mm-hmm. and he suspects that maybe that has something to do with why the Night Sisters and them want to get away from there. He wants to harness it. He's drawn towards it. There's a lot of theories about what that could be. What what do, what do you think it is? I think it's going to be like was in Rebels. I forget his name. Bendu? Bendu, yeah. yes. It's going to be like this big dragon force creature like creature powerful kick-ass thing yeah i could see that so that that's what i hope it is yeah i i think that would be cool um because the interesting thing about bendu was that he was neither good or bad exactly he was neutral so Mm -hmm. it's reasonable to think that it could be used to further the benefit of either side depending on who you are and how you can manipulate it if you can manipulate it yeah because we saw the bendu fight in rebels and everything and he was fighting kind of help it helping 
Ezra and Kanan, but he was also kind of working against them too. He was like pretty adamant about like, yeah, I'm not, I, I believe in whatever is like what I think is for the good of everything. Just like every other Jedi. Right. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I'm not necessarily, uh, you know, on the side of the Jedi here. Mm -hmm. So yeah, there's a lot of that. There are people that are even theorizing. I saw some theories online of people theorizing that this might have something to do with the rise of Snoke. Okay. I'm not so sure about that because I'll tell you. We've been snoked out. I don't want Snoke again. <laughs> well, I would like to know more about Snoke. Snoke was such a red herring that just, boy, oh boy, that what a, what a, Snoke became a joke. You know, let's, <laughs> let's put it frankly. Um, but I'm not so sure about that because it really seems like Filoni has been working pretty hard to build up all of this lore here without really addressing the sequels. Mm -hmm. Force Awakens, Last Jedi, and Rise of Skywalker. He's not done much to set up, you know, going into any of that. And it's got a lot of people wondering, like, is he going to retcon everything? Because there's so much talk about how it, you know, supposedly there's all this rumor and speculation that behind the scenes, you know, Disney is very disappointed with the sequels. They're very disappointed with how they feel like it screwed up their franchise and all this stuff and they're wondering if like they're gonna allow Filoni to sort of retcon a lot of things hmm. so that we get maybe a different version of it or I mean that could be where this is going or just fix things somehow we're gonna get fix. a Kelvin timeline here yeah it could be it could be that that very well could be that and speaking of timelines mm -hmm. a theory that I have Okay. Speaking of Balin's skull, is that I think Balin wants to find Ezra. Yes. Because Balin wants to figure out a way to get to the world between worlds. Absolutely. I agree. Because Ezra has been there. Mm -hmm. Ezra was able to, to travel that. He's able to, to do that and everything. And he, he doesn't know that Ahsoka was able to do that. Right. You know, like that. He no, thought he killed her. Right. He doesn't know about that. But he, he may know that Ezra was able to get to the world between worlds or, you know, who knows? There could be, you know, stories about it or whatever. I think he wants to get to the world between worlds because I think his whole point is he wants to go back in time and he wants to change mm -hmm. fixed points in time. He wants to change the past. That is the power Yep. he's talking about when he's telling Shin like there's a power that I yeah. can get whoever controls the world between the worlds controls, controls everything everything he yeah exactly because they talk about that that got brought up in Rebels, Rebels. Mm -hmm. and if he can control that then he's got the power to fix things and to right what he perceived as wrongs and stuff now the interesting thing about that is he's not necessarily aware that there's a terrible price to pay with that. Just like Ezra was not able to save Kanan from dying when he saw him ready to die when he was in the world between worlds. Mm -hmm. And Ahsoka told him, like, you can't, can't. you can't do that because if you do that, you will change everything and for the worse, like everybody's going to die. Like, you can't mess with time like that. I don't know if Balin realizes that because if Balin goes and undoes all this stuff, he could undo time. Mm -hmm. And the repercussions from that could be catastrophic. Yes. But it also 
begs the question of if they have this means now to sort of retcon things in the show itself, does that mean they could potentially change time and like you just mentioned with your Star Trek reference, create a Kelvin timeline sort of thing. Can they have a different timeline where the sequels, Force Awakens, all that, never, never happened? happened. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's a lot of possibilities yeah, we're getting, here. We're getting Loki and the Kelvin timeline. <laughs> yeah, and then Loki's going to show up and try <laughs> right. to and try to arrest. Loki season two is coming out any minute. So, right. Yep. Yeah, Loki's going to show up and try to arrest Balin and, and Shin and. <laughs> All that. Yeah, I mean, the future could be like, because Ahsoka had the whole thing with Anakin. Right. And he basically, without saying it, but basically said, I ha this had to happen. It yes. had to happen for everything to do what it needed to do. Right. And Balin wants to go and change it all. And Ahsoka needs to come and stop him from doing it or fix what he screws up. Right. And maybe that's where they're going in this next season. Yeah, it could be. Yeah, I wonder if at the end of this season, we're going to see him do something that's going to like, screw everything up and we're going to be left with that cliffhanger. A cliffhanger, I bet. So, man, like I said, a lot to talk about this episode without having a whole lot to it. This episode really left a lot of questions and loose threads as we mm -hmm. talked about. You know, a lot of things to uh, consider. Yeah, because there's still the Trinity. Oh. To even consider. Right. Like Balin's like the good and the bad. Maybe like the father and maybe he's training Shin to be like the daughter. Maybe she's going to turn to the good. Or, or nothing that says that. because be the in son. The, in the original, well, in the original Trinity, it was the son that was kind of dark and the daughter was light. Maybe this will be It'll opposite. Flip. Maybe Ezra, Ezra is the light. Shin. Right. right. And Shin is the dark and then he's the father. Maybe they want to build a new thing. It's possible. Hmm. So many opportunities. Yeah. Lot, lot to think about. But it's the fun part. Yeah. All the theories to see what comes true and doesn't. Exactly. But we will be back next week with another episode. We'll be back to talk about uh, part seven. We're, we're winding down here. Yeah. Only two more to talk about lot going on so we again thank you so much for listening to what we have to say please send us your likes your shares your subscribes like we need all your that comments we love your comments please do especially we want your comments we want to know what your theories are and what you think about our theories uh yeah because the more theories you guys bring up, especially if they're good ones, we'll talk about it here on the show. So let us know in those comments and we will be back soon talking about part seven. Yep. In the meantime, may the force be with you. Don't go messing with them timelines. You Live don't. long and prosper. <laughs> <laughs> oh, bye guys. <laughs> wow. Oh wait, I can't even do it. Oh, See, I'm boy. already screwing it up. Yeah. See ya. <laughs> bye guys.